Welcome to Quality Living Made Simple. This is a podcast to help you create and maintain a quality life. We can do this by implementing simple tips, tools, and ideas. You can find out more at qualitylivingmadesimple.com. Now, here's your host, Joshua Rivers. All right, definitely excited today to be able to have a, another interview with a past guest. Uh, so if you've been listening for a while, uh, you'll remember Matt McWilliams. He was with us on episode number two. And so definitely glad to be able to have him back here a year later to be able to kind of give us an update and share some new things that are going on. So how you doing, Matt? I am doing great, Joshua. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And so definitely glad to be able to have you on again. And so for um, kind of refreshing everybody's memory, last time you were on the podcast here, we were talking about the Thank You Revolution. Uh, So why don't you just go ahead and kind of uh, explain that to everyone that may not be familiar and then also kind of give us an update on how it's going. Sure, sure. Well, the Thank You Revolution is something that, you know, I've, I've told the story so many times. Honestly, I'm kind of sick of telling it. But uh, but many of your people obviously <laughs> haven't haven't heard this story. It's um the the origins are are very humble. And and I say that because it actually started with with just me writing a simple blog post um, about a very simple topic that is meaningful to me. But, you know, really, I didn't view it as being transformative, as transformative as some people have found it at the time. And uh, yeah, so I wrote this simple blog post. It was called Thank You Revolution. And it was just to encourage people to get in the practice on Thursdays, thank you Thursdays, to write a thank you note to somebody and to just make that a part of, of who they are, to calendar it and make it important to them. And, and yes, I believe that it's, it's, it's been a big reason why I've been successful in business. It's, I can trace tons of my clients back to, to thank you notes. I can, a lot of my referrals have come from thank you notes. And, and I believe that it's, you know, it's responsible for a, a lot of my income, but I also believe it's responsible for a lot of the, the, the goodness that I have in relationships, whether it be with my friends or my family. And, but I just wrote this post and, and it took off and people started emailing me about it and tweeting about it. And, and it just, it really kind of, I started getting guest posts about this concept. I'm like, all I did was write one blog post, but I started getting all these stories and people telling me that, you know, it's changed their business. It's changed their culture. It's, they've been promoted as a result. And, you know, one guy was talking about how he got to deliver a presentation to the executives of the company about thank you notes. And this is a, this is a large company, at least in terms compared to companies that I've worked for, you know, hundreds of people and, you know, it started having all of these crazy things happen. And I'm, you know, I'm a businessman. So I'm like, wait a minute, I should probably try to monetize this. And so that's what I did. I I officially formed the thank you revolution. And, um, you know, so I've got a a ton of people that are signed up for it and they get an email, um, most weeks, almost every week from me, just encouraging them different ideas for, for, for thank you notes. A good example is, you know, today I talk about how simple it is to write a thank you note. It doesn't have to be something fancy. You don't have to have nice stationery. It can, some of the most impactful thank you notes I've ever written were written on post-it notes or, or scrap sheets of paper or, um, on the bathroom mirror at our house, you know, to my wife or to our, you know, to our daughter. So that's what, that's what the thank you revolution is, is, is all about. And then, and then, um, 
it, it inspired a book that I wrote, uh, approximately 75, 80 page ebook that you can get at mattmcwilliams.com. On the right side, you'll see a, a, a link there. If you just subscribe, then you'll get the book for free. And it's just, it's stories and techniques that I've used um, to further myself and my career and, and, and to better my relationships with thank you notes, but also uh, a handful of stories from some other revolutionaries out there who are, who are using thank you notes effectively. Yeah, definitely a very powerful um, thing that you got going there. And so I was definitely excited to be able to share that last year. And if anybody wants to go back and listen to that episode, we dive in um, a lot deeper than what Matt went into just now. Um, and so you can be able to go back, listen to that. And so again, that's episode number two. So you can go to simpleliving.us forward slash zero zero two. And you can be able to listen to that episode to get a little bit more there. And again, uh, if you haven't joined his email list and gotten that book yet, you can go to macmcwilliams.com and be able to sign up for that. So uh, definitely glad to be able to share that. And so I definitely know that it's been an encouragement to me, um, even though I'm not following it as much as I ought to. Uh, my wife and I have been talking here lately that we really need to get back into that. And so, cause we know the power that just a little thank you can do. Yeah. It's, now, it's powerful. It is, it is. Uh, and so uh, you've written another ebook. It looks like I saw on your website called Jay-Z on business and eight other essays to advance your career. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's ironic because I'm in case you didn't pick up on it. I'm white. I'm middle class, and I grew up in the suburbs. Uh, <laughs> and I have purchased one Jay Z CD in my entire life, and it was actually during my sophomore year of college. and And I will admit, it was you know at the time at least, it actually is a, a phenomenal CD musically. At least I uh, wouldn't recommend it for anybody under the age of twenty one. But you know, it's it's pretty good. And you know, but I never thought I'd be taking business advice from the man. But there is a quote from him that has kind of become my my mantra of sorts. And so, you know, I, I've told people this 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 book that I wrote, which you can get if you go to mattmcwilliams.com forward slash project success. Um, I wrote a review there of Mark Sievercrop's book, Project Success, which I can't endorse any more than I've endorsed it. I highly recommend it. And one of the bonuses from getting that book is Jay-Z on business and eight other essays to advance your career. Um, but that quote from Jay-Z is, says, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man, you know, and visually businessman is one word, but he writes it business comma man. And that's the mantra that I have, I have lived by over the past, you know, I first heard the quote only a few years ago, but honestly, I've lived by it for the past 10 or 11, maybe even 12 years without even knowing it. And what it really comes down to in this particular part of the book, it comes down to is it's all about mindset. You know, the difference when, when I formed my S corp, um, about a year ago, officially formed my business, actually it was a little longer than that, you know, Everything changed for me. I mean, we're now operating as a corporation. We have all kinds of paperwork to file. We have to have a board of directors and we have to have annual meetings. And, and it just feels very official. But, but it also occurred to me that you don't have to have a business. You don't need to be a business owner to think like a business does and to, to be your own business. You know, the reality is this is 2014 
And long gone are the days. I, I'm reading uh, the book Barbarian at the Gates, uh, the rise and fall of RJR Nabisco. And while companies like that are still around, most people now, and certainly most people in the next 20 years, aren't going to be working for, for corporations. And if they do, they're bouncing around. I mean, it is, it's, it's not uncommon to, to look at somebody's profile on LinkedIn who's an executive at a Fortune 500 company who's had seven different jobs in the past 15 years. That's, that's the reality of what we live in. And so, you know, settling down in a business is is out you know working at a place for 40 years as we know is out retiring on the company pension you know that's that's history you have to be your own business now and and part of that is again it's all in the mindset it's how you act it's it's marketing yourself it's having things on the side it's building a platform it's spending money to make money it's constantly educating yourself and reinventing yourself it's recognizing the value of relationships and having a strong and warm network. It's being active in the community because those are the things that businesses do. And, and those are the things I encourage people to do when they're acting like a business. Um, and then there, you know, some of the other essays in there, uh, four things I look for in a prospective employee, uh, how to warm up your network fast, nine keys to asking for a raise, uh, how to get more FaceTime with your boss. And the last one and my favorite one uh, is entitled, You Are an Entrepreneur and You Will Change the World. That definitely sounds fantastic. And so I definitely want to uh, uh, promote that. So how can people be able to get a hold of this? Yeah, I, I, I mentioned the URL, URL earlier, but it's uh, com forward slash project success. And I've got instructions on there, how to buy the book from Mark, which I would highly suggest again reading, and then getting the uh, the free ebook as as a bonus. All right. We'll definitely have links to that in the show notes as well. So you can be able to check awesome. that out, uh, make it a little bit easier for people. Um, now, kind of look, going back to your blog a little bit here, when you started your blog, uh, that was uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, you Almost had a, to the day, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I remember when that uh, when you did that, and so I was one of the um, early followers. And so I definitely appreciate being able to kind of being part of that process there. Um, but as you as you did that, you kind of had the tagline and the focus of failing forward. And uh, I know that theme kind of still kind of continues through. You have a, um, a different official tagline now, but uh, can you explain why you feel that this is so important and why you chose this as your focus? Sure. Well, I mean, the first thing is there are two there are two critical components to actually failing well. I mean, we're all going to fail. Um, we we know that. I think. I mean, I think so many other authors and speakers have have said that ad nauseum over the past twenty or twenty five years. It's not a new concept. Failure is going to happen. It's it's going to be an everyday event on at least a micro level and on a macro level. It's probably going to be every couple of years. We're going to fail miserably at something. But I've I've determined there's really only two components to doing that well. The first is it can't be fatal. <laughs> you know, I mean, don't die. That's that's always a good one. Um, don't, you know, I mean, it, it literally can include life and death, of course, but it also applies to anything that could kill your dreams or, or kill your business or, or tear apart relationships. So, you know, failure isn't necessarily calling your wife a name you regret. I mean, I think we've, every husband's done that. That's, that's, that's failure, but it's not fatal failure. 
Uh, divorce is a fatal failure, at least to that relationship. You know, I don't encourage people to make mistakes and have failures. They completely ruin their business and put everybody that works there out of work. Um, so that's the first thing. Once we've gotten past it, it's not going to be fatal. The second thing is you've got to learn from it. So that's where failing forward comes in. It's really what failing forward is means to me is that you make sure that your failure still moves you towards your destination in some way. It doesn't have to be like success would have been, but it at least moves you towards that destination. So I, 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 the best example I can think of, I like to think of it like driving, driving down a road. Um, you know, detours are fine as long as they still move you towards your destination. You know, we, we went to, I uh, went to the beach, uh, this past summer and I remember we had to take this monumental detour. It, it, the, the normal route to this beach was, we'll say about 14 hours, uh, Topsail beach in North Carolina from Fort Wayne, Indiana. And this one part in Ohio, we had to take a pretty significant detour. And I, and I got to thinking about it. I'm like, this really sucks. I mean, I don't like having to take this massive detour, but at least we were still moving in the right direction. It added about an hour towards our time. And then we get hit West Virginia and we literally were, were crawling down the interstate. We're driving through a hailstorm, but I got to think about it. We never broke 10 miles per hour for over an hour. But I got to think about it, even though we were crawling, we, at least we were moving in the right direction. And I really think that failure should be the same way as those two things. So I encourage people, you know, especially entrepreneurs, I encourage people to take risks, but don't take your, your last $100,000 from the business and put it on one idea. You know, spend 40000 spend 50000 and if you succeed, the victory is going to be great. But if you fail, you don't have to explain to 20 people why they no longer have jobs. So that would be fatal failure. That's uh, fantastic there. And so, uh, of course, uh, I, I love um, being able to read your blog post. I know I've gotten a little behind, but um, a lot of times you'll you'll present something and say, hey, this is how I messed up. Now, you don't necessarily word it that way, but but as you're telling the stories, you're, you're saying, hey, this is how I messed up. This is the result, what happened, and this is how I learned from it. And now this is how you could be able to implement it. And so I definitely love that about your blog and uh, a lot of the different things that you write about. And so, well, you know, I'm, I'm the, I do that for two reasons. I mean, one, I think it gives hope to people, but secondly, I, why not share my mistakes with somebody else? So maybe they can avoid it. I mean, just because I've learned from failure doesn't mean somebody else has to learn from that exact same failure. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I don't mean this derogatory towards me. This isn't a negative statement about myself, but I'm a, I make a lot of mistakes and I, and I fail a lot, but I feel like if I can share those with other people who maybe, maybe some people don't have the same attitude that I have. And maybe some people don't bounce back as well as, as I do. And if I can share these things with other people and inspire them and, and, you know, and I get that a lot. It's like, wow, I'm going through something similar. Thank you for, for lifting me up today. If I can do that, then I mean, that's, that's one of the things I'm called to do in life and, and what a, a blessing I get to be to others. And it's, it's a blessing in return to myself. And can I add, um, as you go through that process, um, you doing the writing that helps you be able to learn from that, um, from that situation even more than what you did before, because you're taking the time to really think about what happened and really going through the process. Um, and then there's something about um, actually writing it or typing it out 
that really helps your mind to be able to process the whole situation, be able to learn from it, be able to make it stick. So that next time you come across that situation that you personally, you're able to learn from that um, in practice. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I have, I've made a mistake, then written about it and then encountered a similar situation, you know, months later. And I have to remember my own advice. And I, I was joking with a friend of mine the other day that it was like taking my own advice is really hard sometimes. <laughs> it's really easy to give, <laughs> but it's really hard to take. And, and there have been so many times where I'm like, but wait a minute, Matt, you said this, you wrote this, you know, stick to that. Don't, don't cop out. Don't take the easy way out. Remember what you told all these people. Remember what you told 500 people, you know, three Wednesdays ago. And, and my words come back. I, I could say they come back to haunt me, but they actually come back to lift me when I need it most so often. Yeah, that's definitely less that we could all be able to learn is take a little bit of time and um, have that time of reflection after a failure to be able to learn from that. Yeah. Now, there's a couple questions here that I like to ask every um, guest that comes on the show. And um, and so it just kind of really ties it ties it together with the theme of what we're looking at other than those just the specifics of uh of what we've been talking about already and so maybe some of it already ties in with what we're going to look at but uh but first of all i like to ask everyone because everyone has a different perspective on this and it's good to be able to kind of get all the different perspectives but how would you define the term quality living well i have um it's my five f's um, faith first, you know, my, my relationship with God is the most important thing in my life. And, and so everything kind of comes under that. It's the top, this is the top of my, um, my quality living pyramid, if you will. Um, so from, you know, that's first, uh, faith, freedom, freedom to do for me, that means doing work that matters and, and that I enjoy and having, the freedom to spend time with my family, to, to travel and to, to enjoy just all that this life has to offer, you know, and I, and I've found that as an, as an entrepreneur. Um, the third F is fulfilling my purpose. So part of a quality life for me is, is setting and achieving goals, you know, working hard, uh, being diligent, sacrificing some things and being disciplined. I, I, I really do believe that's a part of a quality life for me. I enjoy that. And, and to, to do that, you know, for me at least, I have to be healthy. I have to view my body in the right way because what I put into my body and what I do with my body, it affects everything. You know, I can't, I can't eat McDonald's for lunch and then expect to write good content in the afternoon. That's just, I know that's not going to happen. So, um, that, you know, the faith, uh, freedom, fulfilling my purpose. And the last two are family and friends, you know, family first then friends, of course. And, and, and just spending time with them, spending quality time with them and, and really having an impact on their lives. My, you know, my wife and my, and my daughter and my, my distant relatives as well. But the friends part is, is kind of a new one for me. Cause I, I grew up, you know, not really having and not really desiring to make a lot of friends. Uh, I'm very blessed to have one lifelong friend. We've been friends since we can remember. And, but I've in the past couple of years, the past three to five years, I've really put a lot of effort into making new friends and started a mastermind and, and 
and just creating these relationships with people who they may not think like I do and they may not believe the same things I do, but we're sort of on, at least on some level heading in the same direction. Um, so those are, that's my five F's. That's how I define quality living. Well, that's good. Um, now maybe there's some specific things that you, that help you to be able to work toward that quality of life. And so one of the things I'd like to emphasize is the fact that we can implement and do simple things. Maybe it's a tool, maybe it's a tip, um, whatever it is, something that's simple that um, maybe that you use specifically to be able to help you work toward improving those areas there that you just talked about, the five Fs. Well, I, I can assure you my life doesn't revolve around catchy lists like the five Fs, but uh, <laughs> as I, as I, was working through this over the years, I, I came up with the five P's. And, <laughs> and so I was like, wow, that actually, you know, as I'm, that addresses, you know, what, what do I use to work toward a quality life? I use my five P's, which are, which are practice. You know, I, I, I spend time with God. I, I read and, and I work at what I want to get good at having perspective. Um, if there's anything I struggle with the most, and that's why I, you know, I list these things, like how do I define quality living and, and what are things that I help me work towards those? I list those in an aspirational, you know, in an aspirational mode. They're not things I'm already really good at necessarily. Um, I, yes, I, I say faith first, but I suck at practicing my faith so many times, you know, and, and I don't live that out like I should, but, you know, but certainly having that perspective, uh, realizing that I, I'm blessed and, and by definition, you know, in the, in, in the world, I'm in the upper 0.1% of, of wealth in this entire world. You know, if you're, most people listening to this have an internet connection and they're probably, you know, again, not always, but they're probably at a certain income level. Uh, you're in the upper, most Americans are in the upper 1% of wealth in the entire world. So when you put those things into perspective, and for me, it really helps uh, the physical, you know, going back to, um, you know, being healthy, that's a big one for me. Patience is another one I struggle with and, you know, having to realize I'm not going to achieve all of my dreams overnight and, uh, and then just being patient with everyday things. And the last one is just having peace, you know, choosing to be peaceful, uh, choosing to be a peacemaker and, and hopefully leading others in the same path. Like I said, I'm not there with any of those yet, but especially that last one, I, I realize I have to, all of these things are not just states of being, you know, he's a peaceful person. No, he chose to be peaceful. And, um, it's not just something that we're born with, or, you know, we're not born with patience. We're not born with perspective. We have to work at those things. And so I'm working, I'm working at them every single minute of every single day. That's good. Um, now, we've been talking a lot about failure, so maybe you can share a specific failure or a struggle that you've had while trying to work toward a quality of life and maybe some lessons you learned from it. Do, do you have all day? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, if we could be here for a while, if I had to list all of them. But, you know, the, the biggest one I can think of, um, it, it's not, I don't consider it my biggest failure, but I consider it probably the most you know, certainly one of my top five and, and certainly more relevant than some of the others to, to this podcast was, um, about three years ago, I was sued literally by the FTC, the federal trade commission. Um, you can imagine being sued by 
any government agency that begins with F and ends with C is a big deal. And, you know, that, that was him. It was, it was like I'd been punched in the gut because I did not know what that held at the time. Now, granted, they eventually dropped their case against me, but they did continue to sue the company that I at the time was working for and, and left shortly thereafter, which it's a very long story. Nobody technically did anything wrong. We were just ignorant of the law with regards to advertising and we broke the law unbeknownst to us. And, um, but I, you know, I, I learned two huge things from that. Um, and, and I applied two huge things from that and kind of learned them as I was going on. And the first one was, I just, I kept moving forward with what I was doing and I didn't let it discourage me or, or get me off course. And I know that's easy to say, but there are times in life when failure just punches you in the face like this did with me. And you just have, I mean, you have to keep your head down and keep doing what you're doing. And then the second, just going back to, to what you know, we talked about earlier, I fell forward. I, I digested the lessons from it before this lawsuit. I didn't, I wasn't focused on FTC compliance. I wasn't focused on the the laws with regards to advertising. I, I learned the hard way, you know, how to be compliant. But now I'm an expert on the subject. You know, this is one of the ways I, I fell forward. I'm the one people, I'm the, the one that people look to with questions about FTC compliance. So I took that difficult situation and, and over the course of a few months, I used it to my advantage because you know, people all the time come to me like, you've been sued by the FTC and you came back and you learned from it. So can you help me not get sued? So I can I look at that, you know, what seemed like, a, like I said, I got punched in the face at the time, but now it's, it's a positive that actually in many ways is a finite, you know, could have been a financial curse, but it's been, been a financial blessing to me. Yeah. That, that can happen a lot of times whenever we have a failure is that then God allows us to be able to turn around and be able to help other people that are finding themselves in the same situation or similar situation. You could be able to help them out so that what they're going through doesn't have to be as bad or even to avoid it altogether. Exactly. Now, as we wrap up here, what are some resources that you like to recommend? Um, maybe ones I know you've re recommended a couple earlier, um, but are there any other resources you like to recommend? Well, of course, you know, read everything that I write and buy everything that I, um, <laughs> you know, that I put out, but yes, um, <laughs> That aside, you know, in all seriousness, I, I really think it's important for, for people to find things and people that encourage them first. You know, I'm not, I'm not in the, uh, the self-esteem, everybody gets a trophy, you know, segment of the population. I, I don't believe that's, that's helpful to our society, but I do believe that life is, is probably one life is the hardest thing we're ever going to do. You know, I'll put it that way. Uh, there's a quote from an absolutely terrible movie, uh, Rocky five. And, um, and I don't remember the exact quote, but you know, Sylvester Stallone says that there is no single person, no single event that's going to knock you down like life will. And, and so when I think about that, I really do believe we need to find encouragement because I believe we need to, to feed ourselves first. So we, we, you build yourself up so that you can build others up. You know, you, you are blessed so that you can be a blessing. Um, so, you know, the two resources, I guess, if you will, the two people that, that I go to, uh, among literally tens or 20, you know, 20 others, uh, like Zig Ziglar and people like that, 
the, the two that I go to the most often, and I, I won't get into any controversy with them. They're two people that I, I respect and, and I use to build myself up and to encourage me so that I can encourage others are Joel Osteen and, and Eric Thomas. Um, so if, you know, if you Google either one of those names, Joel Osteen, Eric Thomas, you'll find them. Um, you know, and, and they're, they're great resources. They have some, some paid stuff, some things that you can pay for of theirs, but there's, they also give, give, give tons of free material online and, and via podcasts that you can listen to, to, uh, to encourage yourself. All right. We'll try to get a couple of the links to each of those guys and some of their stuff. Uh, so you can be able to access those easily as well. Now, Matt, why don't you go ahead and uh, once again, let everybody know how they can be able to get in touch with you and uh, then we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Awesome. Yeah. Go, just go to mattmcwilliams.com and um, I'd love to have you there. We've got a, a growing community of people that are being inspired and inspiring each other. I love reading the comments that people leave. Uh, oftentimes the, the comments are better than anything I could have written. So yeah, again, mattmcwilliams.com. And I know that, uh, I know Josh, you'll, you'll have some links to all the other stuff we talked about in the show notes. Definitely will. All right. Thanks Matt for your time. Thanks Josh for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to the quality living made simple podcast. Please take a moment to share this with your social circles. Also, go to simpleliving.us forward slash iTunes to leave a review on iTunes. Now, go and create the quality of life you deserve. It's simple, 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 simple.